This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 218 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Lindsay McCall from Jupiter, Florida. And this is Ellie Brimmer from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show, brought to you this week by the United States Para-Equestrian Association. And we also have our producer, Glenn, with us. Well, hi, guys, and welcome back to the Dressage Show. It's always good to have you. Thank you for having us. Hey, can I put a plug in quick before you guys get started? Uh, of course. Yeah, we have a new, and we mentioned it last week, but I want to make sure everybody that uh, is listening from the Paraside knows the Horse Radio Network has a new iPhone and Android application. Just go to the App Store on either one, search for Horse Radio Network. It makes listening to our shows very easy. It's a very simple app. You can either download the episodes you want to listen to or you can stream them. And as I said, it's very simple. It's not loaded with advertising or anything. It just makes it an easier way to listen to our shows. So go download it today. So, Ellie, what have you been up to lately? Are you still up in Michigan? Um, Yeah, I'm up in Michigan. I recently volunteered at the North American Young Rider Championships. I worked as a test runner and an ace scribe. I had a lot of fun. It was very hot. Um, and so I'm glad things have have cooled off and now I'm back in Michigan and I am getting ready to do a horse show next, uh, next weekend. I'm going to do some, um, able-bodied classes. I'm working on my bronze medals, so I'm going to do some two, three tests and hopefully I'll get my last second level score that I need. Nice. Well, good luck to you. Thanks. I know Lexington. I am not kidding you. I swear, every summer it has to be a hundred degrees for young riders. <laughs> I, I know, you know. Anyway. <laughs> and um, you know the the polo shirts they have them wear are such a good decision, and it's really fun seeing the different teams, and you start recognize the different regional clothes and things like that. So um, they they really the show management, um, Lloyd Landcammer. And Bill Solientes are um, wonderful guys, and they do a good job. Well, I just got back. I did a CDE marathon with my mom this weekend, and we had oh. fun. We went, and we did the cones course, and or she did the cones and dressage, and then I was her navigator for the marathon. We went through the first mm-hmm. marathon, and her spring broke on on her carriage. <laughs> So we oh, no. walk all the way back to the barns as Paul May and all these driving people watched us. It was a little saddening because we worked really hard, but it was mm-hmm. fun working working within that discipline because I really don't do too much with driving, but my mom enjoys it. So that was pretty exciting yeah. to do. And then, well, um, hopefully you can help her with the next one. And then- yeah. <laughs> we'll see. And I had the mm-hmm. Tahoe to a uh, Franktown Meadows Hunter Derby on Wednesday. So that, that should oh, be that'll be great. Yeah. For so, sure. Those hunters are so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I, I wanted to uh, tell our listeners that for anybody, any trainer, any riders that might be interested in getting started in paradressage, we're actually mm-hmm. having another one of those clinics like we had in Maine. Where we, we yeah, that was trainer. so fun. 
Oh, and they're very educational. So not only do we train the trainer, but we're also training the riders. And yep. this one, last, last one was up in Maine on the East Coast. This one's going to be in California. It's going to be mm-hmm. on November 20th through the 23rd in Sacramento. Or I should say it's in Wayne, right. California, which is um, Susan Trabess's farm. And Susan's one of our mm-hmm. para riders. And yep, uh, if you questions, um, uh, one of our, I guess I should say the, the two clinicians as of this moment are Clive Milken, which mm-hmm. he was the gold medal trainer at the for the British dressage team. And then mm-hmm. also Denny Callen, who's a, a very, very good trainer. So right now it's kind of where we are. And if anybody has questions, they can talk to me, Lindsay, at USCEA.org. Mm-hmm. Or, of course, Hope Can, which is Hope at, hope at USCEA.org. So, so we're excited about Wonderful. That. Thanks for the info. I know everybody that goes will have such a good time. It's so great to meet other para riders and get to see um, – how people um, adapt to their disabilities and ride their horses. It's a, it really is a great experience if you want to get your feet wet in paradressage. Yeah, whether you're a trainer or a rider. After this commercial, we will have Sydney Collier up next. And she's originally from Ann Arbor, Michigan, but she's currently residing in Millbrook, New York, because she's training with Wes Dunham. She's a 15-year-old. I think she's going on 16 kind of soon. And uh, she's a great para rider. And I think she's also a wonderful speaker to have on our, our show. So I think our listeners will really enjoy talking or listening to her. Is your horse not drinking enough? Whether it's from weather changes, minor illnesses, trailer and traveling stress, there are many reasons you will have a horse refuse to drink sufficiently. Yet being fully hydrated is the first line of defense against minor issues becoming major. There is a product that helps even the pickiest of drinkers drink more, all-natural horse quencher. Listen to what four-in-hand champion Chester Weber has to say about it. Since I was introduced to Horse Quencher, I've been wildly impressed with its ability to keep the horses in the water buckets drinking, and it's given me real peace of mind. One often doesn't know they need a product until they're introduced to it, and this was a product I didn't I didn't know I needed at all, but due to the traveling that we, we do, it's, uh, it's been really helpful. It's also been very helpful with horses that, you know, are a little colicky or something like that. We'll always hang in buckets um, in their stall, you know, they'll drink more, and their general health just Take it from Chester Weber. Horse Quencher is the all-natural product you want to help your horses drink as much as they should. Find it at your local feed store or tack shop or online at horsequencher.com. That's horsequencher.com. Hi, Sydney. Uh, it's Lindsay and Ellie here on the line. How are you today? Very good. How are you? I'm good. So I kind of wanted to get started and talk, I guess, let our listeners know a little bit about you. You're from Michigan, correct? Yeah, from Ann Arbor, but we're actually living up in Millbrook, New York right now. Nice. And uh, you moved there for competition, correct? Yeah, actually, we moved up here to train with my trainer, Wes Dunham. Nice. 
And with your horse, right? Wentworth, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. My horse, Wentworth. Nice. And I know within the last few years, you've kind of gone from beginning riding dressage to now you ride internationally as a carriage dressage rider. And mm-hmm. tell our listeners a little bit about your disability. Well, <laughs> that's actually a really long story, so I'm just going to give you a brief little synopsis. <laughs> I have a really rare medical condition called Wyburn-Mason syndrome, and actually during one of my treatments for this syndrome, I had a stroke, which left my left side impaired, and I'm also blind in one eye on my in my right eye. <laughs> and over over the years, I've had like more and more little mini strokes, so. Basically, my left arm is, I can't use it, so I ride one-handed. And my left leg um, is a lot slower than my right leg, to say the least. (laughs) Why we wanted to talk to you today, Sydney, is we understand you recently um, participated in Lyndon Gray's program, Dressage for Kids, um, Mm -hmm. on a team. And... and, Young riders are obviously a very important part of the development of the sport, and so we wanted to know a little bit about that. What was it like being at a competition that was just for juniors and young riders? It was it was honestly such an amazing atmosphere. It was you could really tell everyone was really working on learning and it was it was amazing. It was kind of like a little throwback to my pony club days. Uh-huh. Actually, my my favorite part that probably most kids are a little bit nervous for was the written test. But I mm-hmm. thought it was a really great um, experience to get to have a test that tested me on what I really know about the sport. And that was actually one of the um, the questions I wanted to ask you. I knew that you had a horsemanship test, and how do you integrate um, that on-the-ground studying into your training program? I read the books that Wes tells me to, and then I try to apply as much uh, day by day of what I read into my lessons. Uh, what's the last? What's What's he having you read now? Um, right now is. Uh, like the 40 fundamentals of riding, just really, really getting used to the different aspects of riding. And that's actually one of the books that we were required to read for dressage for kids. And I have to say, it's a really, really great book. It takes you through what the different mechanics of movements are and I have to say, it's clarified a lot of things for me. So, Sydney, as a young rider, you've done this dressage for kids. What, what, is, what do you want to tell other riders out there, other riders that maybe want to get, in para, get involved in paradressage as a young rider or as an um, able-bodied young rider? What, what would you tell them? I would say don't get discouraged. I, I would say at the beginning it seems kind of like a huge task and you don't know really where to start. And I think that the thing to remember when you're trying to get into any equestrian sport, you just really have to work on um, 
you have to work on the integrating yourself with the horse, and you have to work on getting comfortable with showing and everything. And so you just have to be determined and follow your goals and dreams and just let it all take you where it needs to go in the end. And you've had you've had a few setbacks over over the last few years. I know, um, I guess medically as well as personally. And uh, how have you ever overcome some of those setbacks? And maybe you could tell us a little about bit about those. Yeah. Well, actually, um, when I had my stroke back when I was eleven, I have to say at first I was a little bit like, oh no, what am I going to do now? But then I kind of realized that I I needed to get back up and walking for my horses. And really, the horses for me are the biggest aid in my recovery and in my work that I do. So I would say find your thing that makes you want to improve and that makes you um, inspired to reach your end goal and just really allow that to help you throughout your journey. I think that's good advice really for anybody. That's great, great advice, huh, Ellie? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Um, And so now you just finished this dressage for kids competition. Um, What do you have coming up right now that you're going to be doing? Actually, I have a show this weekend in Connecticut. And it's, yeah, so... Really, for Wentworth and I, it's gaining a lot of show experience because he hasn't showed in five years. Um, and so this summer, he's really, we've been on an intense showing schedule. A show every other weekend or at the beginning, every single weekend. So we've been really, really wow. busy getting that experience. Well, good luck in your show this weekend. I'm sure you guys will do great. Thank yeah. you. Yes, good luck, Sydney. And kind of, are you aiming for the World Equestrian Games hopefully coming up? Yeah, we're training our butts off to get there. <laughs> and Sydney, are there what other opportunities are out there for young riders that you're kind of finding? Um, I would say clinics, and I I think that anywhere you live, shows are great opportunities because. Um, even if the para classes aren't like listed on the show bill, you can always contact the show organizer and you can get your para classes added in there, which is really good for exposure for the whole USPEA in general. So it's a great yeah, as a para rider, get... I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a great yeah. way to get your name out there and to provide that exposure for people who might be there, who have similar challenges, who don't know about the para, and maybe they can learn about the para that way. Well, Sydney, I know I'd like to thank you personally for coming on the show today and for your time. After this commercial, we will have Lyndon Gray on with us. She is a former dressage Olympic team member and is currently well known for her work with the Dressage for Kids organization, and she is going to talk to us about her um, her previous coaching of Courtney 
can die and her um, her experience of paraquestrians that have come to her dressage for kids shows. Choosing a supplement can be confusing. How do you know which ones are right for your horse? Kentucky Performance Products will simplify your search for effective research-proven supplements that meet the challenges of today's horses. And this week's highlight product is Contribute Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement. The properties of omega-3 fatty acids benefit every system in your horse's body. Contribute improves breeding efficiency in mares and stallions. Maintains soundness and protects joints from damaging inflammation. Sustains a strong immune response in horses of all ages and decreases the levels of inflammation in your horse's body by sustaining adequate omega-3 fatty acid levels. Learn more about Contribute omega-3 fatty acid supplement and all the other products at kppusa.com that's kentucky performance products at kppusa.com um hello lyndon so so nice to talk with you um getting started here i have a question for you you're most well known for your um work with dressage young riders but I'd like to know what experiences you've had with paraquestrian. Um, I know you worked with Courtney King after her accident and before. Um, yes. I mean, I actually, I, I worked with my first rider uh, probably 50, 48 years ago. Oh, really? Wow. Um, back before anyone knew about paraquestrian, and it was a rider that was born with only one arm and hand. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. I uh, just was, a, you know, I was still an event rider and, and loved the challenge of helping her uh, with her dressage, uh, mm-hmm. uh, doing it the best I can. And then I was away from it for a long time, and um, only more recently have I become better educated with all of this and uh, helped a few riders, not a lot, but um, uh, helped a few riders and, of course, uh, was there with Courtney as she did what she could um, after her accident. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had on this um, this show Sydney Collier, who was recently at your Dressage, um, Dressage for Kids Festival. Right. And um, we wanted to know kind of what added value does it give the other young riders there to have the paraquestrian um, classes and to be able to see that? We've been offering the paraquestrian uh, division at the Youth Dressage Festival in New York for, I would guess, six years or so. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've always been a little frustrated that we can't get more participants. Actually, last year... It was a para rider that was the overall winner of the whole show. Um, That's great, and oh. uh, which is which was terrific. And mm-hmm. as with any time when you when you include the para riders, um, it just I think helps to I think encourage the other riders to really be the best that they can be. You know. They're always, everybody's always sort of moaning that this and that and, you know, something's not mm-hmm. perfect and something else isn't perfect. And when you see someone that, that has to struggle a little bit more, it uh, uh, perhaps opens your world up a little bit. But every para rider mm-hmm. we ha- have had has been such an asset to the program. And 
you know, mm-hmm. we don't make a big deal of them. They're just integrated right in with everyone else. They do their equitation. Of course, the written test is the same for everybody. And yep. uh, they do their own dressage tests. And speaking as a para rider, that kind of thing is very much appreciated. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's uh, uh, you know, I like the fact that, that, you know, it's just we have division for walk trot, we have division for FEI mm-hmm. ponies, and we have division for para riders, and they're, they're all, you know, on the same, you know, they have the opportunities for all the same awards. Absolutely. And, Lesson, you are very uh, strong about leveling the playing field of dressage, not not just among, you know, para versus able-bodied dressage, but financially some of our riders can't get to the, those levels. And I know you're very involved with trying to help these riders out, get scholarships. How, I guess, tell me a little bit about that. Well, the whole uh, dressage for kids started as a competition with the idea, it was sort of twofold, to try to get more education beyond just being able to ride this horse in this dressage test. But the, mm-hmm. the uh, theory, the knowledge, and uh, including the equitation where everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat equal no matter what they ride. And then as the Youth Dressage Festival became more successful and we were able to raise some money, you know, we made the decision that, uh, we would offer in any way that we could um, scholarships for equestrian education. Uh, basically, almost all of our scholarships are just for education. They're not for show fees, although we do help um, riders that have been part of our program who are going, for example, we've uh, financially helped, I think, five riders that have gone to the Young Rider World Cup. You know, it's a major, major international competition we we help. So we have the scholarships, and anyone that has participated in uh, Dressage for Kids activities are eligible to apply. They can have gone to the show and been dead last. They can participate in the winter uh, uh, educational program or, you know, anything that that we do uh, are Mm -hmm. eligible for scholarships. They have to make application. They have to give us a budget and, and recommendations, and then they have to write us a little report afterwards to tell us about what what uh, they did. And then the other area where we can help a few riders, because we're a 501c3, a, a not-for-profit, we can accept uh, uh, donations of horses where the owner yeah, um, gets the tax My cut. trainer is Roz Kinsler, and she just donated a horse That's through right. your program. Exactly, yeah. and uh, to a, a young lady from Maine who's just doing fabulously. What a what a huge boost that's been to her career. Wonderful. I'll pass it along to Roz. Yeah. And London, I uh, know you trained Courtney at the Texas Horse Show. And what what was that like for you to experience that firsthand? Well, that was my first time really being right in the middle of of you know, a large number of, of para riders. And, uh, you know, it really was a, a very, very new experience for me. And it was fantastic. I was so impressed with the riders. I was so impressed with the horses. And I was incredibly impressed with the support group that these riders have, the people that help out, 
the generosity mm-hmm. of the people in Houston that loaned horses, and when one horse wasn't suitable, scrambled and scrambled to find another one that was suitable. It was a it was a a wonderful experience of everybody pulling for everybody else. I loved it. Going for um, what do you see as the biggest need? going forward to working towards developing top junior young riders for the, not only for para, but also for able-bodied dressage. I I think there are several areas. First of all, I feel very strongly, you know, we have our, our uh, USEF coaches and the roadmap Mm -hmm. to the podium as they're calling it. And, their efforts to find the top riders who have the top horses and give them every opportunity. And I think that's fabulous and anything I can do to help, I'm there. But I loved riding. I loved training. I loved the challenge of it. I loved Mm -hmm. communication with the horse. And the competition was kind of something that just went along with it. Now, with that attitude, I was able to make two Olympic teams and two some other international competition. But Mm -hmm. my goal is not just to develop the top riders in the country. You know, there are others that can do that. Um, And as I say, I'm happy to help. But my goal is to find as many riders, hopefully riders with talent and desire and determination, and help them to become the best they can be, help them to find the love of the training and the partnership with the horse that that I had. And maybe some of them are just going to become a wonderful teacher of beginners, which we need so desperately. Or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they'll never get beyond third level. Maybe they'll become a wonderful trainer for, for baby horses. Or maybe mm-hmm. they're going to become a neurosurgeon and uh, maintain the love of horses as an amateur and and find their success that way. So my, you know, I'm so thrilled that there are those that are really working hard at the very, very top levels mm-hmm. and helping those that have the means and the horses. Nowadays, no matter how talented you are, you have to have such a good horse. And let's Absolutely. face it, that's out of reach for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I I had this winter intensive training program last winter in Florida, and every applicant, when I said, you know, what do you want to have accomplished in 20 years, every one of them said they hoped they'd be on an Olympic team. And I think that's great, but, you know, for how many of them is that actually going to happen? And I don't want people to feel like they're not successful if they don't make the North American Championships or the mm-hmm. Bear Games or an Olympic team or whatever, that we can mm-hmm. find success in many, many ways. And for those who are never going to have the luck uh, to have a wonderful, fancy, special horse, I hope that they still find a lot of pleasure from being a dressage rider. That's what it really comes down to, I know personally, that you know, not everybody's going to be at the top, but you can still be very involved in the equestrian industry and within the sport, whether it's training or being part of, like, I'm part of press, you know, doing press, doing PR, and I'm yeah. still involved in the sport, but 
I don't think I'll ever be in, on the Olympic team, <laughs> but I still love the sport and love to promote it and love to help with it. Yeah. So I think that's great that, you know, you are there and you're the one of those people that are promoting that and helping that and telling kids that. Well, there's so much to be, there's so much to get from riding. I mean, what, what how lucky we are to have a sport where we're communicating, you know, with another living, breathing creature and, the challenge of figuring out how that that animal's brain works and body works and and uh, help him to become better and and a sport where we can go on for years and years and years being successful at it at whatever level um, mm-hmm. and I just want people to love it while they're doing it. I've been in I've been competing in the paras for internationally for a couple years now and um, I'm still not at the place where I've been able to get right to the top and be on a team or a, or even a reserve rider, but I've really been enjoying the the process of figuring it out and figuring out what these international judges want and how to get it. Um, and, you know, I, there's certainly no time clock, which is the great thing about dressage, yeah. is that you can, you can keep working on it for a really long time. Exactly. One of, one of those aspects of dressage, Ellie, that I saw Ellie develop over the last few years is that ability to overcome a mistake. And I remember, Ellie, you made this, you made this mistake in the ring, and you, you before, I think it really flustered you, and then you overcame mm-hmm. it the next year. And I, now I see that on your face, how much more strength you've had and how, how much stronger oh, yeah. you are at overcoming those, those little mistakes. And I think that's mm-hmm. what dressage kind of brings to all of us. And we learn and we grow and learn from that. Well, this is certainly a sport that keeps us humble. And, uh, <laughs> um, boy, you're going to have mistakes and you're going to do have the outside influence over which you have no control. You know, the helicopter lands next to the dressage arena or mm-hmm. the wind blows the tent over and you're going to do stupid things that you can't believe how stupid you are when you do them. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> We all have to be able to just pick up and pick up and go on, and uh, sometimes that's a challenge. But it feels good when you make when you do it successfully. You really do. I think um, one of the interesting advantages of para dressage is that they um, they allow the use of ponies at all um, in all at the, in all grades and everything else. And I've seen um, a couple ponies at the World Equestrian Games and. Um, and things like that, and it would be, I guess my my question would be is, um, I know that ponies are, sorry, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. <laughs> sorry, Glenn. Go ahead and just give you the answer. Sure. <laughs> I'm, as, as, you know, people nowadays probably don't remember or don't know because it was so long ago, but, of course, I had, I was better known for riding these quote-unquote ponies to an international mm-hmm. level in dressage than I was for going to the Olympics. Um, and uh, from that became a pony advocate. But for, first of all, I, I, everyone needs to understand that it is not a U.S. rule that adults cannot yeah. ride ponies internationally. This is an FEI rule. It's an international rule. And the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, unlike some countries, allows adults to ride ponies in all of their national competitions without without any problem. 
Um, I don't understand why a pony couldn't be ridden in an international competition. It's certainly not going to be at the rider and pony are not going to be at an advantage in any way. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it only makes sense that the, in the para divisions that they have the most suitable horse and equine in whatever Mm -hmm. way. And it's great that they do, do allow ponies. But Mm -hmm. um, I, I think ponies should be able to do anything. But, again, that's not a national rule. That's an international rule. Absolutely. So I've told the FEI this, but somehow they don't want to do what I want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And I really want to thank you for coming on today because I know how busy your schedule is. And I know Ellie as well. She's very thankful for for talking to us today. So very insightful. Thank you. Glenda Geek here. The life of horse person is hard enough, and we all hate doing the required paperwork, and unfortunately, many of us never get around to it, and it just piles up on our desk. That is about to change thanks to the Equisketch Records app for your iPhone or iPad. My wife and I use it to track our horses, and we absolutely love this thing. Equisketch Records is the most thorough and complete equestrian records app on the market today. We love this app because you can track your farrier work, your dental, your Coggins, medicines, worming, and so much more. And you can get reminders on your device when all of these things are due. You'll never forget a worming or shots or farrier visit again. But it not only tracks your horse, you can also manage your horse shows, including individual events. You can manage riders, including lessons and memberships and so much more. And you can sync it between your iPhone and your iPad, and all of this for the price of a couple of cups of coffee from Starbucks. Search for Equisketch Records in the iOS App Store or go to Equisketch.com. That's E-Q-U-I-S-K-E-T-C-H.com. Equisketch.com. Well, thanks so much for having, for Lyndon, for being on. You can find more information about Dressage for Kids at her website, Dressage, the number for kids.com. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on the website at dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search for Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. You can also learn more about the United States Paraquestrian Association at usdea.org or on Facebook. And don't forget to check out all the other show notes on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. And remember, the perfect book on riding could be written only by a horse. 